Producers note, hello, it's Elise Lonsdale from the Kiwi and the Emu. Episodes 19 and 20 were recorded a week prior to them going live on the internet. And in that time, some of the some of the comments at the beginning of our next two episodes will now therefore be out of date. In the last week, I've had some time off work just because I wanted to spend it with friends and, and my partner. Also... In that time, sadly, Victoria has gone from bad to very bad. As a result, the state government has placed the Melbourne metropolitan area, plus the Mitchell Shire and the Mornington Peninsula, into a four-week, sorry, six-week lockdown. That commenced on the when did that commence? On the eighth of July, and will go through till at least mid to late August. It has impacted severely on business and commerce as well as it profoundly affected many people around the city including my own self. I don't know when I'll get to see my partner next nor do I know how my next few weeks will turn out. I've sought refuge on the morning to Peninsula with my family. Whilst it still is in lockdown at least I'm not on my own and I would encourage people to be with family at this time. The towers where they house a lot of social housing tenants uh, were also put into lockdown. Many of those have just come out of their own lockdown so a lot has happened since these recordings have been made as I said I wanted to have some time off which is why I didn't edit over the weekend and in that time I had my time off with my friend and now with my family so much has changed they say a day is a long time in politics a day is an even longer time with corona Please enjoy episodes 19 and 20 of the Kiwi Emu, and please forgive us that the comments at the beginning of both these episodes will, of course, therefore be out of date. Nonetheless, enjoy the episode. Thank you. There's a story, is it true? The Kiwi has a brother. The Aussies call him Emu. He runs around all Uluru. They've been mates, that wingless pair, the ones up here and ones down there. A pair of Anzacs stuck like glue, the Kiwi and the Emu. Hello and welcome to the Kiwi and the Emu, a podcast exploring the experience of blind and vision impaired Australasians living through the corona experience. Two countries, two different approaches with similar outcomes, the Kiwi and the Emu. And this is episode 19 being recorded on Wednesday the 1st of July already. Carolyn, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much, Elise, and looking forward to today's interview. Indeed, it's going to be a good one because uh, there's been a few developments since our last recording, especially here in Victoria. Several suburbs to the northwest of the city and to the southeast of the city will tonight go back into a four-week lockdown, and it is very, very disappointing here, and the the government is under a lot of fire for this because other states have done so well when Victoria has had some of the tightest, if not the tightest, restrictions in Australia and they have not worked. Why? Because of government bungling. So hopefully, hopefully that's all we have to put ourselves through here in Victoria. I'm in a suburb that is nowhere near it, but I think most of the Victorian or Melbourne population is angry and I think rightly so. How's life? Uh. Yes, how's life on your side of the water? Life's pretty relaxed on my side of the water. I've just been out this morning to a primary school here in Auckland to talk to them about guide dogs, and that was supposed to happen when we were actually in lockdown. 
Yes, it was the same week that you went into lockdown you had that appointment. So it was, what, three months ago now, I guess, that you were supposed to do it? That was supposed to happen during lockdown, as I was saying, and it was rescheduled. Well, I'm glad you're able to do it because pretty much apart from the international border, it's Aotea free all over. <laughs> no restrictions whatsoever. But today we have two very interesting guests who will tell us a story that we've not heard before on this program. And I think it's going to be very enlightening what they do and, and how they've dealt with the lockdowns, particularly when it deals with um, the South Pacific. Carolyn, could you tell us who we've got? Yes, we have got T.Y. and Latoa Halatau. T.Y. is a past Paralympian and Latoa, um, they both run a business called Vision Pacific. And Latoa was actually given a, an award in the 2015 Queen's Honours um, List for his services um, to the disability community. So it's going to be very interesting to hear from them. T.Y. and Latoa, welcome to the Corona Couch. Thank you for the opportunity to, um, uh, to speak and share our story. What was everyday life like for you, the sorts of things that, and activities that you did mm. prior to all the restrictions coming in? It's a, it's a good chance for reflection, I think, now that you're asking that question, because um, even though there seems to have been a myriad of surveys and, and questionnaires and so on during the, during the lockdown period in particular, um, <laughs> Honestly, we, we probably don't, um, um, well, I think you'd better well, reflect uh, yes. on what we were doing prior to um, lockdown law because I had forgotten you mentioned uh, earlier. Well, I, uh, somehow uh, I took it into my head to write a journal in starting in February on a daily basis. So I was just looking at it. But... Um, before that, we were in Fiji attending the um, uh, Pacific Disability Forum uh, board meeting. Oh, mm. Yes, and it, while there, that was at the end of um, January. So a lot of our uh, work outside of uh, where we are in Auckland is um, in, in this organisation that we helped establish in 2003-2004 Pacific Disability Forum. That takes up a lot of our uh, spare time in that we are both involved in, 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 in the leadership um, area of uh, at the governance of the organization. It's a regional body. But we happen to be in Fiji in, uh, at the end of... Well, you're currently serving as co-chair. Yes. Uh, this is my second term. Well, second time as co-chair. Uh, I was co-chair in 2011 for four years when I stepped down after serving the uh, the full term. Uh, you can only serve two uh, consecutive terms. So I guess yeah. the, the, lock, the lockdown impacted on the ability for that forum to meet and and, and get together, or did yes. um, were you able to do it online? Or when we were there, actually, the um, NFG having a board meeting with our uh, board members who uh, 
representative from PNG, uh, the other co-chair is a female from Palau, uh, there's uh, from Tonga, another board member, and um, Samoa, uh, leader there. But um, uh, Fiji is where the regional uh, secretariat is. And there's up to about 20 staff at that regional body, uh, secretariat, and the board members govern uh, the operational uh, of the um, organization. And we are in the middle of um, our strategic planning for the next four years uh, because we get the funding for core uh, operational costs for PDF from the um, uh, development um, Australian, Australian government. government. Yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes. So, does the forum sort of like monitor the, the services to yes. uh, pan-disability groups across the disability sector within within the Pacific region? That's right. And um, we have elections every year to um, elect. We just uh, recently completed uh, this year's elections to have uh, new board members come on. Uh, so um, at the regional level, the, the board actually has um, one or two face-to-face -face meetings. The rest is all Zoom. via, you know, um, Yeah. So the, if the, annual, the, the next annual board Zoom. meeting is supposed to be in August, the beginning of August. But that, in all probability, by Zoom, which will be... Yeah. And, and so is it, is it the disabled community within the Pacific that vote yes, for each, the members to go on the board? Each yes. member organisation has one yes. voting delegate. Who, and um, so oh, it's those right. voting delegates mm -hmm. that form the pool of can, potential candidates. So you can nominate from that from that pool of candidates mm -hmm. to be on the board. And uh, yeah, so it's a board of nine. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I was um, co-chair yep. from two thousand three mm, to yeah. two thousand nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Tell us a little, a, a bit about the the business that you run, Vision Pacific, and and how how that what that what that does you, and the services you provide. So, <laughs> uh, well, we um, our our day job, as I, as I call it, um, <laughs> is um, we're contracted to the Ministry of Health to to provide supported independent living service. So. We work with the um, clients who are referred to us from the uh, Regional Needs Assessment Service Coordination Agency and based in Auckland here, that's Taikura Trust. So people are referred to us who want mm -hmm. to uh, develop a, a support plan and based on their goals that they want to, to uh, pursue. So the services, once they've got that support plan, do you like help them in their homes or do you help them get employment or do you help them with technology? Uh, so what sort of day-to-day -day help do your um, clients get? Yeah, so you? it's more of a, our role in, in particular is more of a facilitate, facilitative role. So we mm -hmm. help identify if it's uh, budgeting assistance they want or assistance with searching for accommodation 
So that's the sort of role that we play is to link people to uh, to those services because we we don't yep. do everything. We certainly can't do budgeting and we don't we don't handle people's money mm. or finances and so on. So we we just work with the person to identify suitable services and and supports and and yes. accompany people mm. to those um places or Interviews, I guess. Mm. Interviews, mm. whatever. Mm. We, we, so we what play that day kind day of support role. Mm. What about putting people in touch with cleaners and... Yeah, that's all know, done that... through other support services through... through <clears> um, and they have to ha- have funding for house and community... It's called ha- household and community support. And that's another... Uh, another bunch of agencies that that right, yep. provide those services mm-hmm. so uh, we don't we don't do that but we can do sort of more things like um uh as a user you know being since i'm a blind person and lars uh, got he's got low vision so you know that input talking to people on a real from a real standpoint of living with a disability does make a difference and indeed yeah oh yes i've noticed that and even when i was practicing in new zealand mm. through the blind foundation i was often told yes. <clears throat> by many of my clients it's great that elise has got all these yeah you know, that the, the sight loss that she's got because it means my husband or my wife whoever you know um can do this do similar things if they put their mind to it so yes. if, if elise can do it you can so i specialize in technology but um right. and of course i worked right across the community particularly with a lot of the senior people who were experiencing you know cataract and age related macular degeneration tell me both of you is uh, yes. Heard about oh really? Too, yeah. Oh geez. Some good things from my friends. <laughs> I know there's so many people who know me. I don't know them. Your your reputation follows you. <laughs> so it would seem. Well, do do you remember when you used to run that? Um, yes. Oh, it was on Roger. Uh, yes, was yes, it yes. Roger or something. We still do it. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we. Oh, do it. Oh, yeah, well, well, we were... The we Australasian one or the Kiwi one? Because there were, I think it was the Kiwi one. Before, yeah. Uh, oh, there was, was the Kiwi blind chat that Jonathan Mosen started. Kiwi, Sadly, that yeah. fell away. Uh, but yeah. it gave rise to the Australasian blind chat group, yeah. which still to this day runs. It's on oh, um, right. It's on the, um, it's on the uh, WhatsApp platform now, but we have moved around through various platforms and WhatsApp seems to be the most accessible and most convenient for most people to use because we started an Aussie blind chat and then I wanted an Australasian one and we merged the Aussie and Australasian one because the Kiwi one sort of died, sadly. Um, And, uh, yeah, ABC as it's known or Australasian blind chat as it's still known still goes to this very day. And we are now in our fourth year about Uh to celebrate the end Mm. of that. So it was 2016. That's a great um, uh, thing there because I'm... I'm thinking about the Pacific, you know, with the vast distance of people having to come together. It's a challenge because of the cost and the travel and, and you know, flights and so forth. Mm, yep. But, uh, yeah. Mm. We welcome and people onto our group you. that, you know, who, yes. who are elected onto the group now. Well, a lot of them use a lot of them use Facebook, so I think Messenger, I see that Messenger now has Messenger I've spotted rooms. that. I haven't played with them yet. Mm. So, mm. 
Yes, yes, it does. No, I haven't. Yes, yeah. But, um, but I mean, the groups like that, and I mean, it would be good for across yes. the Pacific, and, and in particular for especially younger people that are connected with their technology, um, to be able to share experiences or ask questions. Mm. Hey, how do you do this? And and share the ideas, and that's that's one of the benefits of those sorts of groups. So I could see that really working quite well across the Pacific. And um, social media brings that together really well, whether it be on um, Messenger or WhatsApp. WhatsApp's now also owned by Facebook. But, you know, a friend of mine uses the that, uh, well, Messenger service to keep in touch with their family back in NZ who, who you know, we just often ring up the group and see who answers, you know. So I've met quite a lot of their family now, which has been really yes. good through messengers. So it helps to build the whanau, it helps to build the family and, and keep mm. keep everybody in contact and, as much as they and wish. And you were in ACATS and when you were here and you taught... taught um, Indeed. Or you trained um, my schoolmate that we were at school together right from age five. Mm-hmm. She lives in Havelock North and you taught her how to use... Yeah. Yes, oh, well, he taught her how to use, take photographs. Oh, I know the one. <laughs> it was her iPad and her... The one that he used. To. Yes. Mm-mm. That's the one. Yeah, we can't mention their name because of privacy, but I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> about. Used to come from Auckland, lived in a big house in Auckland, moved out to have Lock North, just... and they have a lovely home over there. I used to love going to see that client, as well as my trips over to Napier. I used to absolutely yes. enjoy them. And discovering photography, for example, was such a, an eye, you know, such an eye-opening mm. experience for, for this person oh yes and, you know, and even for, when i saw them um, yes. i was able to show them some very spectacular colors of the and, the blue sky even, contrasting mm, against the even, cherry blossoms that i just taken in for their some of our sighted <laughs> listeners um even totally blind people mm. play around with taking photos too so <laughs> uh, <laughs> We have a, a yeah. I've done a little yes. bit, yeah. and in fact, I've done. I've taken some photos, especially yes. when you can line up the face. So I was really right into it, but uh, I don't know. It's just, I haven't had much time to think about it lately. But yeah, I got really keen on it for a while there, and I was taking photos with lining up the camera, and it's saying yes, face <laughs> center, smile, face center. And yeah, you know, I was telling somebody recently how to you know feel for the object run the iPhone or whatever you've got up your arm and then it sort of yes. helps to line it up. A very good friend of mine's very good at doing it and one in particular. Okay. Well, I don't know whether we should mention their name, yes, but I they have been on the show. I know who and, you're going to uh, say. Oh, Karen. Karen. Yeah. Little sis, Karen. Yeah. She she just took to it like a duck to <laughs> oh, water. Yeah. Um, she, she, she just loved it. Mm, that's right. Um, another friend. And when they were yes, travelling, they, did, they, all they around, took photos uh, all, all around, around India. 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 Yes, they did. Yes. India, they did their India. Mm. Yeah, they sent us back yeah. a lot of lovely photos from that trip. Yeah. Uh, another friend of mine here, Ali, she loves her photos and she doesn't do a bad job of lining them up, but she's had yeah. sight before. So, uh, but whereas Karen hasn't, and she just loves the concept of it, especially now when you can get some audio description of them from either Facebook or sometimes Apple. And uh, yeah, she's got some wonderful photos here that um, we've taken together or on our own and uh, absolutely loved it. And it was a very. Just to digress a little bit, not long after I started back at the Blind Foundation, her and I were staying back after work one night to do this while we were waiting for her husband to finish work or something. And uh, the manager at the time, um, Catherine, said, what are you doing? I said, I'm teaching how to do photos. She wants to know. Really? I said, well, why not? So there you go. It was just 
They're really lovely mm, things yes. that they want to do. Yeah. No, the role of technology okay. sure is uh, <clears throat> life-changing. There's a book and... on it too written by a lady in America, you know, photography for totally blind, for blind people. But anyhow, back... Back to you guys. What's happening yeah. after that week of the twenty first? Yes, well, somehow 23rd. the um, uh, it came. You now, listening to the other uh, guests you had, they some had birthdays, and and that was my milestone birthday uh, during that time. And uh, we had planned to to go to Waiheke Island, which is just you know. Uh, close by, uh, out in the wow. uh, harbour here in Auckland. And, uh, yeah, everything was booked and um, yeah. and we had a call to say we have yeah. to cancel your your bookings because of this, you know, what's developed and the reality of, of lockdown. And um, so we had, um, uh, and also my niece had her birthday and we were supposed to have a combined one. <laughs> yeah, so um, somehow we, yeah, we kept it within the bubble, so to speak. And uh, yeah, in our bubble, we had to to look at ourselves so and say, well, how are we going to, um, mm. you know, cope? We have our, we live with our um, our home. We have our Tewa's mum. She's 91 and uh, she's... Um, stays with us and and then uh, only about a, a few weeks before that oh no around about uh, december my uh, niece and her boyfriend came back from london for family um months health issues yeah yeah yes they live with us yeah planning to go back to london so, so mm. that was nice. So you had a house full. <laughs> we put them up in our sleep out. Yes. And uh, so then they were, yes. So, well, it, it worked out very fortunate because um, they were expecting to, to head back to London and um, yes, around April, yeah. May. But, of course, that's been written off now. And uh, but it, it meant that when lockdown came, they were the sort of the young, healthy ones they, in the household. Not that we were unhealthy, <laughs> but you know, we couldn't send it, meant we didn't have to rely on um, we sent them out for um, grocery runs. And oh, that was so yeah. chaotic in the beginning. You've probably heard from yes. others about, about um, how chaotic it was, you couldn't get, yeah. Couldn't get in the supermarkets queues. Oh, the supermarket fiasco, yeah, exactly. where you couldn't couldn't yeah. get online shopping properly. The queues. Yeah, it took it took hours for them to go out. They would drive to one supermarket, and the queues were around the block, so they'd try another one. Yeah. Same thing. So then they just had to decide, yeah. okay, which one we're going to stay with and queue up and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then when they brought in the priority. Yeah, yeah, that, that was like yeah. yeah, even it was that crazy. Was, <laughs> I know you know, Karen, so, that it was mm -hmm. like week, a week or more. So, did you find by doing those assessments over the phone because of lockdown, whereas you, you normally perhaps do them in person, a bit of a challenge? Because sometimes people may not convey stuff. 
and you pick it up because you're actually there in person. But when you're on the phone, you don't necessarily pick up on it. Well, I don't know. From for me, and you can say how it is for you, love. But um, for me, I think it's just more about how much time you put in, and and of course we had. So if you if you mm. are not clear on say the first call, then maybe the next call you can go over the same thing or and come at it at it from a different angle or something and. Um, mm. And it, it depends on mm. the person's personal situation too on the on the day. And they may not feel ready to talk about something in particular, but at another time, mm. it could come up in a in a different way. So most most of your clients are they Maori and Pacifica people, or are they across the board? It's pretty we, across uh, the board, but we tend to get the board. yeah, we tend to get um, Pacifica. Mm or, or yeah. Māori, and, and we tend to get um, people with uh, or blind vision or impairment. vision impairment yeah. because they, they have this um, uh, referral uh, system in our disability supports. Yeah. They tend to, uh, uh, I See, guess, refer people. The, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Whereas we can, you know, we actually cross disability and cross ethnicity yes. as well and so on but because yeah. I, I was interested just to know with if there was anything in particular any challenges that say some of your clients might have had um just in general i, I mean i don't want you to get into actual specifics because of privacy but um with um the aspect of being maori or pacifica that might have been different to say pakeha clients well um during the uh you know the lockdown and and this is the response, you know, under the humanitarian uh, mm. um, emergency response that government has. They, um, mm. uh, I was part of the um, uh, Auckland Region Pacifica Response Network, and that's mm. uh, all the um, uh, Pacific health providers, like um, you know GPs and and nurses yes. and so forth. Yep. Of course, disability, I, I was probably one of two people who were uh, disability hats on. And uh, in the Pacific uh, community, the leadership tends to come from the medical people. Mm. So uh, typically they see health uh, as the priority. Yes. And uh, yeah. then you... And then you try to um, uh, advocate for inclusive of disability into that, uh, you know, when we start talking about families. Mm. Mm. So um, they, they can uh, widen or expand their thinking because they just go in with a health, um, health outcomes as, as their uh, mm. view. And I think that uh, tends to happen with the Pacific. Uh, uh, of course, um, many uh, issues around disability has uh, interwoven with uh, health issues mm. because of the prevalence yes. is yep. through you know uh, diseases like diabetes and and uh, mm. so forth, and uh, so that makes it more complicated and. Uh, 
complex. And uh, of course, the the issue of um, being too overprotective of disabled people can sort of uh, cut across any self-determination sort of goal a person may have. Yeah, so mm. well mm. many yeah. Yes, well many yeah. family members too, our friends, our father yeah. who, oh, I'll, I'll look after least, you, I'll do, yeah. I'll do your so, shopping, I'll fold your clothes, mm. I'll do this, I'll do that. And next thing you know, you've got somebody who's lost their confidence and ability to do those basic tasks. Mm. Lost the confidence and and even would refer to somebody else to speak for them in the family instead of, you know, their voice. Mm, uh, yeah. So mm. th those are sort of a challenges that um, uh, as well as um, Pacific families tend to be communal and live in, yes. you know, several generations within one household. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And sometimes yeah. The, um, uh, the grandparents may have more sway than the parents and you know, mm. the, um, mm. you got to tiptoe around those sort of uh, cultural <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's good to, it, it, it's good to know this, this, this information and hear this because it wasn't featured a lot in the media. And given the fact that Auckland has got such a large mm. Pacific population, um, it, it just didn't seem to register. And I was saying, oh, I wonder how things are going there, yeah. you know. So, well, you, you know. might have seen in the um, in the news now and again, we have a, a spokesperson uh, uh, for Pacifica would come up. <clears throat> and um, mm. in fact, the, you'd know Manasse from Tipo. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and he was, uh, I guess, uh, tasked with trying to get uh, leadership, uh, leaders within the, the Pacific communities to... Um, to address the uh, COVID nineteen uh, mm. lockdown, mm. And, and and there was an issue where uh, he said uh, there were carver clubs around Auckland. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. carver is a yes. very it's a ceremonial yes. thing, of course, mm. but social and uh, around the Pacific and social. And if you share yeah. the mm. the carver mm. bowl around mm. the you know circle of people, mm. you're high risk of transmitting. In the community, so yeah. he had to get that uh, message across to the the communities concerned to stop doing that. You know, it's a cultural practice, yes, but uh, it's not yeah. good to prevent a pandemic. When you're looking at trying um, to prevent, it... yes. And then, of course, there was also the other um, uh, uh, impacts on cultural practices, like the of course. Honey. Yes, the I, honey, wonder, yes. I wonder about yeah. that. Yes, because yes. I've practiced it. Yes. You know. Yes. Do you explain what that is? Yes. Jean? Well, the, the hungi is when you um, mm. come face to face Very with a person quarters. and rubbing noses, yeah, and press noses. Yes. Mm. Yes. So share, basically sharing the breath yes. from your nose. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes, I've done it uh, when I lived in New Zealand. Way, obviously, way before COVID, but uh, yeah. yeah, I wondered about the cultural that, significance there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and of oh. course there was there were restrictions on um, on um, attending tangi funerals. Yes, and yes, that, we, we had we had a, I experienced that during lockdown when. Um, uh, 
somebody, uh, um, a cousin in my family passed away and for the first time ever we had a Zoom call for the funeral service and in one way it meant that people from all around Aotearoa could attend but in another way it was, you know, something really radical, radical and new because very very different when culturally you used to being yes. there with the the deceased person yes, and in large right. numbers too and mm. the person's lying in state there and and you have family all around and you're in the in the marae and so on and then mm. going from the marae to the farikai to to eat and eat yeah catch up with people so um the person um was actually died, say, on Sunday and then was taken straight to the uh, funeral directors and then straight to, oh, the and then the service was held the next day and that we joined by Zoom for an hour and then um, that finished and they were taken straight mm. away for um, burial. So That's very uncommon. Yeah, mm. Very very different. Yeah. So, not so sure it, it disrupts how yeah. much of that it will continue or whether it will go back to. I think it will enable a, a, a different mix of practices. Some people may use some of that in, in future. And so it's going it, to be interesting how that unfolds. But but also, I mean, it's it's a complete change to the the natural cultural grieving process mm. that people had been used to, and that takes takes a lot of working through as as well. But it could be that you find that that you get a bit of both now. You mm. get people that if they can't attend in person, they will come in on platforms yes. like Zoom. But you'll still be able to have the big gatherings. And yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And maybe yeah. some people won't, um, right. you know, often Tangi is usually around three days in length, mm. you know. So and you're all in the one meeting room. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. Yes, for a long time. Yes. Yep, yep. Well, people who sleep over on Marais, um, was that all affected? Mm. No. I guess no. you couldn't have no. done that during no. the lockdown. No. Mm. No. Mm. Um, has there been any issues with language? Like we've got some issues here with well, the government are looking to blame everybody for the mess up that's happening here. And part of the people at the moment who are being looked at are people who have come from multi um, well, where English is a second language and they're not understanding what's going on in the media. And we often get that here in Australia where there's, there's families of elderly people who haven't grasped English and aren't well, aren't, aren't maybe so connected with the media, um, therefore not finding out as much as they might do mm. about social distancing, physical distancing, what, what if any restrictions are, are placed. Has that been an issue for the Pacifica population um, there in Auckland? Yes, I think that, that's been a challenge to um, to get those messages out. And, and with, the, uh, with the response team, we have uh, sort of uh, regular uh, Zoom meetings to to review what the issues are. And I know in Auckland, because as Carolyn said, the highest uh, mm. population yep. group, uh, of course, that's, that's uh, about six different uh, Pacific uh, major groups, with different, different mm. languages. But um, they, uh, 
they do have um, uh, they have to to shape the messages to go out in a way that it builds on you know we talk about the strength based uh, approach is to to look at building on the knowledge that that um, people really have and adding mm. adding to that rather than coming in yes. you know you have such terminologies like you were just used, you know asymptomatic and symptomatic and all that that's hard to to suddenly uh, try to grasp the that concept mm. so you have to sort of break it down it, it's similar to um, mm. the challenge would be the same in in any uh, you know uh, English as second language but um, here in, yeah. in uh, with the response mm. here in in Auckland region because we, we uh, try to pull together the, the all the various um, uh, Pacific languages and try to um, simplify the messages going out. Also, we tend to use uh, mobile clinics to go out mm. Mm. because uh, families yes. won't come yeah. in. Yep. In fact, they, mm. they're afraid of what they hear on the main mm. news oh, okay. media that not to go to your doctors and that sort of thing. You know, going to ring up mm. these pro uh, procedures to Mm. to go through and so mm. they'll be afraid to come out so the uh, mobile clinics would go out and um, mm. and provide something like a holistic mm. approach rather than just going like I'm here for COVID you know mm. so they'll come in and yeah. mm. yes oh, okay yeah because I mean so there's other yeah. there's other conditions that probably haven't been looked at like yeah you know, um, you know, bowel screening, pap screening yes. tests, all sorts mm. of things like um, diabetes, yeah. cancer um, diagnosis, and those exactly. sort of things. Because yeah. that was one, that was one of the biggest bit. fears that, 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 that came out in the media. They didn't want people to stop going or, or seeking assistance yes. for other medical con yes. conditions. Mm. But some people were thinking, oh, but then I'll clog up the system. And it's like, mm. no, 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 no. You, do, you still need to get that help. I yes. think the, the there is going to be mm, I think that is a, posit a positive thing for the future though is to add this dimension that now everyone is a little bit more used to having a video consultation with their yes. GP or mm. with somebody because and and I think that that could be so helpful in the future for persons with option, disabilities yeah. as another option mm. you know so that you don't have to. Oh, definitely. Uh, Moving go forward, to yeah, we got all this. The, the GP in mm. the first instance, because, you know, that raises all sorts of issues like mm -hmm. transport and, you know, cost mm. and so on. Mobility. So, in yeah. in mm. some ways, it's actually mm. made our GPs go back to the old uh -huh. fashioned practices yeah. of being a, a GP because years ago, you used to be able to ring up your GP and have a chat before you went yeah. in. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, and and then that all sort of stopped, but and now it's it's kind of come back full and circle. And it's more acceptable, isn't it? And yes, and now yeah. there's even more um, services too that will Zoom, you know, deliver your your medication straight to the door, and that's that's yes. great. I've started that's using fantastic. one in Auckland called Pill Drop, yes. and um, yep. so you just have the surgery email the prescription to the pill drop and they 
put it together and however you want it in the original packaging or they can bundle it up into sachets mm. and then it and it shows up at your door that night if you've um, got it to them before midday or whatever the time cutoff is so that's excellent yeah. you know because mm. before we used to have to have it faxed and then to the pharmacy and then walk check with it, phone the pharmacy have we got it walk up there or get there however and um and then walk it back home and so on so yes no <laughs> now you can yep. ask yeah. if it's a repeat you can go online and fill in a form to request a repeat yes. prescription put in the note area to have the sent to have the prescription sent to pill drop and voila it turns mm. up and even um yeah uh, when they delivered my medication, uh, it was the pharmacist himself that uh, yeah. knocked on the door. Yeah, it and, was too. And he saw that mm. I needed my tablets put into certain little sachets. And, um, and he wanted to explain, wanted to explain it to explain you. It and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah and, and my yeah. local mm. chemist too, um, they were quite happy to to deliver and and do that so i just got my doctor to fax the prescription to them and then and he put on it please deliver mm. and they delivered yeah oh great yeah yeah so oh, that's really good yep so that's that's really good so now that the restrictions are over and i guess you know that you came you went in very deep and you came up pretty uh, quickly too from your level four severe lockdown. Um, what was the moment or maybe the moment still to come and you haven't got around to doing it yet? What's the, the let your hair down moment? What are you going to do? Oh, no. Well, as soon as I heard that, as soon as I heard that uh, it was, it was going, it was going to be, be, be off. It's just like, so. Uh, I think um, Paul and Nicola Said that said that he had a birthday. Well, that was like last year. His birthday, his mm. milestone birthday, got cancelled too. So um, as soon as I heard uh, on the news that it was going to come off and that um, that that we were moving to level whatever it was, I've lost two. track now. Yeah. Two, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Which meant that mm. restaurants could open, that's right, when restaurants could mm. open, but with social distancing and all this, all mm. these various limitations. I, I texted the, the restaurant straight away to rebook um, the dinner for last <laughs> birthday. Yeah. I was right. I knew yeah. it was that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So you so got last was, birthday. That is That was cool. only, so we went on the Friday <laughs> evening as soon as uh, after work. So um, that was really good. So oh, how long after the birthday, birthday did the sort of birthday. Birthday. Over a month. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're great. Yeah. So you got to let your yeah. hair down by going out for Lars's birthday. Mm. That's that's lovely. Mm. Yeah, but it is a good feeling when you can go back to restaurants. I've been in a number, and it's a good feeling when you can get back on the yeah. trains and travel and yeah, you know, and that sort of stuff. I, I yeah, I, it's made me relish my freedom more. It really, you know, appreciate my my freedom. That, when know, we were in, these in lockdown, I, we have. I, I um, was thinking to myself, and I really did feel unsure. I. I lost my confidence in going out um, 
Um, mm. For the first, I wouldn't go out of the house for the first. Yes, yes, I, think it was I did three a bit weeks too. Before I finally raked up the courage, and I thought, no, this is silly. Mm. La and I should, mm. La and I should, we should be able to go out this for a walk silly. around yeah, the block. Yeah. That's what they. I've, I've, I've encouraged them. Considering when you used to do yeah, it, say, say the same sort of thing. It's like, mm, mm, you know, am I going to be doing the right thing when I go out? And, I was worried you know, that people, you know, that people would would not understand. La and I walking together because uh, you know mm. and, and not um, distance and that sort of thing and then we may not see people approaching and they they would. Uh, oh, <laughs> I actually yeah, yeah, so, get over it to be blunt. Yeah. You know, I walk with my friend, mm. um, you know, hand in hand sometimes, and are on each other's arm and that sort of stuff. And you think. Yes. Oh, I know, but it's not like once and uh, one time, La went out for a walk and he he took a cane so that um, I normally he don't always yeah. he doesn't always mm. need yeah. a cane or but um, yeah. sometimes it's a yeah. yeah you're in a similar situation yes. to yeah. me. Well, I, I actually but it's felt I needed it yep. so people don't uh, you know walk too close it, and bump into you. Yeah. Or, so that was a. Yeah, and you and you did get some. You did get some strange <laughs> remarks from people. Like, you don't know. One time you were you mm. went past somebody. What and what did he say to you? This old guy. Oh, yeah. oh he just said, you know, uh, because I had one of those canes with a big uh, roll tip on it, mm. and oh, he was. I suppose he was trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm following this ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, it was funny on Facebook because the cane did get relabeled the Corona stick, and there were things about you know, how, and stick your cane straight out in front of you, and that's the distance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Oh, well. Yeah, it's funny. So, with all of this, has it made you sort of reevaluate, or has it made the, either of you do you feel a stronger or a different person after going through this rather unique? It certainly time will be memorable history? for everyone, won't it? I mean, yeah, but gosh, yeah, it's for us, we yeah, we enjoyed the. You know, there was some uh, uh, nice. Uh, we were able to do a lot of things like you know, enjoying. Um, reading books and more time to on oh, rediscovering some cooking yes family mm. we more time with family yeah, they, um, oh yes yes oh, you tell baking. the story too because you're with your family uh, uh zoom oh. link cups and, oh yes and, and, and of course yes well well it was um difficult for you know not uh, just keeping to our own bubble and uh even even my um we're just so used to having them in and out of the house all the time and so on so there were so much more uh zoom calls which were relabeled zooey and i was, I, was yes. I, I got a, a text saying oh the next zooey will be at such and such a time on friday after work or something you know i said what's a zooey well, it's a it's a hui, which is the Māori word for meeting. Yes, by Zoom. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, it's a clean one. Yeah. Martine was talking about yeah, yeah, her, her um, yeah. interview. Uh, that's been fun. All the new words for the dictionary, all the new, the new style words that have yeah. come out through this. And Zooey is one of the classics. I <laughs> yeah, but it made us reach out too. Not only we, we we had more regular contacts for with um, well various branches of Fano. You know, people were reaching out more and more. And then also mm. internationally too. So and yeah. your mum used it a lot too, eh? It's... Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it would be nice to think that after all of this that you still are able to keep those contacts, yes. and that, especially with people at a distance, that it doesn't just drop away as we all return to normal life. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that that continues too because... Uh, that's something that everybody, we, you know, it was, it was, we, we had some really fun times. Uh, we got introduced to different online games and, and of course, there's always singing and other activities. Yes. <laughs> cooking, cooking shows. <laughs> oh, yes. Mum yes. um, had a Zoom session and she demonstrated one of the family recipes for her famous trifle wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the zoom version of allison Holt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then uh, and 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 also fried so bread making and um oh yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry elise are there any other things you wanted to add? We we're almost out of time. We'll oh, come back for the well, last um, section in a minute. For me personally, I um, uh, I lost weight, which in him talking about food, you think you, I'd oh, be good thing. eating yep. more than exercising. But yeah, I um, I did more exercise than I usually do, That's and right, more regular yeah. exercise. I think mm. yeah. very good. Walk around the and block. Re more yeah. regularly, like you mm. said, yeah. yeah. And for longer time. Yeah, so you can block off the time. You, yeah. Whereas you used to like do a, a morning hour-long session, yeah. it blew out like two, two and a yeah. half, maybe even three hours yeah. and added some walking and, uh, yeah. Excellent. Oh, and we looked into think, getting exercise mm. equipment and yeah. <laughs> putting up a pull-up bar <laughs> and... Instead of going to the gym, yeah. resistance mm. bands yeah. and things like that, yeah, 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 mm. yeah, that's right because you couldn't go to the gym, yeah. Oh, well, mm. thank you, thank both you. of you. That it's, it's it's been absolutely fantastic, and it has been interesting to talk about the the cultural impact on um, different communities as well, because it's not something we've covered in other podcasts, and it's not something in particular a lot of our overseas listeners wouldn't necessarily be aware or know of. So um, yes, thank you for thank sharing. You. That's great. Great. You know that um, the, with... the report that has come out and there's a lot of comment about... Um, this is the um, making the rights real? The No, no. Oh, no, yes. The, yeah. um, no. I'm talking about the review of the health and disability. Oh, yes. There's yes, another one that's come yes, out. Yes, yes. Just wanted to add quickly that um, that we support the 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 advocacy that's that's 
um, being expressed about um, disability, you know, oh, yeah. moving to a time where we we won't be part of the health medical yes. system and yeah. so on, because, mm. yeah. Yes. Ah, yes, the old health model. It's it's the demon, mm. isn't it? It happens over here yes. too, and it was happening when I was practising in New Zealand too. It's all disability services based around the health model, and I think it's exactly. time that we had a yes. very big shift in that paradigm. You're with the Kiwi and the Emu. That's uh, Carol and Pete, myself, Elise Lonsdale, with uh, T.Y. Thank and La from Auckland. What a great interview. Thanks for your time, and we'll be back with the lighter moments in just a minute. Anyway, were there any funny moments or anything funny recently that's happened that um, that you'd like to share with us? You had a story about an Alexa you were going to share with us at one point. They inserted that into the person's, into the, um, when introduced, they wanted, I'd better say A because otherwise my one will <laughs> wake up. They, they wanted the A lady to to introduce the minister, and they had programmed it so that when the um, chief executive of Blind Low Vision New Zealand asks um, for the introduction, so they um, the A lady actually introduced the minister. So that was quite cute <laughs> how they did that. Because because oh, actually Alexa's <laughs> not too bad on the pronunciation of Maori and Pacifica names. It's much better than the Google. <laughs> oh. I hadn't noticed that. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so, so you've often said on the group, Carolyn. And that the ministry is going to fund the Ministry of Social Development. That's going right. To, um, provide funding for, for, for more Three and a half thousand be, uh, units yeah, for um, Blind Low Vision NZ to distribute. That was a, a bit mm. of good news. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's mm. really good bit of good news for, for mm. their membership there. That is yeah. fantastic. Thank, mm. thank well, you. Well, guys, both. it's been really great to have you along, and I've really enjoyed every minute. Mm -hmm. I come back and pick your brains about this, uh, this <laughs> system. Uh, thank to, you. Uh, you know, uh, in the Pacific. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes the, yeah, the, the WhatsApp yeah. group. Oh, yes, we can talk about that because we elect people onto the WhatsApp group now. We've had some people here that sadly have not treated it with the respect with which it deserves. And as such, we've yeah. had to make the um, integration of newer members a little bit more um, formal. Uh, however, it's still, as a result of that, it has it's created good. a very, very stable and warm and very supportive group. It just for depends its, for its current, how, uh, how you want to actually run. The, the group um, if you want someone from within the Pacific to um, be the admins or whether you, you yourselves want to be the admins yes oh, if you want to talk it. about a new group yes yeah. well you run that however you want I, I thought you meant the ABC group but the the yes each each person who starts a group mm. may run it under whatever conditions they wish to do so and yes. admit mm. their members um, accordingly yep. well, you, so, you both do a great job yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good on you for good on you for starting this. Feel, uh, oh, thank you. Feel free to because I'm one of the podcast. admins for Australasian Blind Chat too. So I mean, if you guys are wanting more info about being admins and setting up, just feel free to contact me and and Elise, and we'll be able to help you. Thank you very mm. much. Mm. Be happy to put you on the right track. Mm. Mm. I'll at least make you some suggestions. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. It's very important. Thanks once again, guys, and 
We will. Thank you. It's been yes. a privilege to speak to you both. We'll be back with more in a moment. <music> Carolyn, we have an interesting person next um, next yes. episode for episode 20. It's uh, Faye Baxter from the Blind Alliance here in Australia. The Blind Alliance is a... I guess it's a it's a it's a lesser known organisation. It is sort of fledgling a little bit. Um, so basically, we were going to run a conference in Ballarat for the Blind Alliance the weekend that everything went to hell in a handcart here, and it had to be cancelled. Faye will tell you an interesting story on how we were able to very very quickly, with about uh, two or three days of notice, shift the conference from an online venue in Ballarat, Victoria, onto Zoom, and that was when Zoom wasn't quite the household name that it is now. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Excellent. Thanks, Carolyn. So, you know, it's been great having people from New Zealand and Australia join us over the last 19 episodes. And next episode is episode 20. We have a lot of fun uh, stirring each other up, having a wonderful time because you know the deal. If you pick on one, you pick on two. The Kiwi and the Hemu.